Good morning, City Church. This is City Church Together for Thursday, September 17th. Uh, Today is going to be our last chapter in Exodus, and we are going to be today in chapter 18 and uh, 19. Um, So in the CSB version that I have of the Bible, chapter 18 is called Jethro's Visit, which is to me, sounds like the title of an episode of the Beverly Hillbillies. You know, Jethro does something crazy in the concrete pond. Um, that, I guess, man, I don't know. Do you guys know about Beverly Hillbillies? <laughs> Email me at elders at burrcitychurch.com and let me know if you get the Beverly Hillbillies re- references. Texas T. Um, Jethro is Moses's father-in-law. And what I want to read um, I want to, um, we've been doing some comparing and contrasting this week, which is uh, a very important tool in the toolkit of biblical interpretation as you're reading scripture and meditating on it. Um, you need to see uh, juxtaposition, side-by-side comparisons, because those things tell us something. Um, so uh, today, I want us to um, see something interesting that I saw in reading through Exodus um, in Moses uh, as he deals both with Jethro uh, with God and with people. So um, we are going to start today in Exodus 18 and in verse um, 12. Then Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, brought a burnt offering and sacrifices to God, and Aaron came with all the elders of Israel to eat a meal with Moses' father-in-law in God's presence. The next day, Moses sat down to judge the people. They stood around Moses from morning until evening. When Moses' father-in-law saw everything he was doing for them, he asked, What is this thing you're doing for the people? Why are you alone sitting as judge? Why all the people stand around or while all the people stand around you from morning until evening? Moses replied to his father-in-law, Stay out of my business. No, Moses replied to his father-in-law, because the people come to me to inquire of God. Whenever they have a dispute, it comes to me, and I make a decision between one man and another. I teach them God's statutes and laws. What you're doing is not good, Moses' father-in-law said to him. You will certainly wear out both yourself and these people who are with you, because the task is too heavy for you. You can't do it alone. Now listen to me. I will give you some advice And God be with you. You be the one to represent the people before God and bring their cases to him. Instruct them about the statutes and laws and teach them the way to live and what they must do. But you should select from all the people able men, God-fearing, trustworthy, and hating dishonest prophet. Place them over the people as commanders of thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. They should judge the people at all times. Then they can bring you every major case but judge every minor case themselves. In this way, you will lighten your load, and they will bear it with you. If you do this, and God so directs you, you will be able to endure, and also all these people will be able to go home satisfied. Moses listened to his father-in-law and did everything he said. So Moses chose able men from all Israel and made them leaders over the people as commanders of thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. They judged the people at all times. They would bring the hard cases to Moses, but they would judge every minor case themselves. Moses let his father-in-law go, and he journeyed to his own land. And that's the word of the Lord from Exodus chapter 18. Um, Now, of course, 
many, many times this passage has been used for leadership lessons, and that I think that is an apt and perfectly acceptable way to use this passage. Don't do it all yourself um, is certainly a, a um, truth that we can draw from this passage. It is not God's way to place all the burden upon one man except in Jesus Christ who did bear the burden in of our sin in one man. But it's not, it is, God is a God who shares work. That's why he gave us dominion over creation, because even though he could take care of it all, he he shared it. So I think that is an apt and appropriate lesson. However, that's not what I want to mainly point to today. What I want to point out today is how Moses, this leader who has been risen up by God to lead the people of Israel, has to receive correction from outside of himself. Moses, who has literally a a direct audible connection with the God of the universe, has to receive advice from another human being. Not only that, and I don't know if it was the case in this time, but it just, if you were going to make a movie, and let's say your movie was going to be about, okay, get this, there's this guy who's like leader of thousands of people, and his father-in-law comes to visit and goes with him to work, and then the father-in-law, while the guy is working, says, um, just a moment of your time, please. I actually think you're doing this wrong. Could I correct you? Right? That would be, we would know what that movie is about. That movie is about a terrible father-in-law, you know, who needs to butt out of his business. And that, and, and, you know, that's kind of the running joke on in-laws, you know, monster-in-law. That was a movie at one time. I never saw it, but you know, that's, that's the idea. It's like, okay, here an in-law is speaking into Moses, the guy who everybody knows God has raised up to lead. And Jethro comes to visit, he sees something that's not good, and he corrects. Moses has to be humble enough to say, you know what, you got a point. Moses, the, again, the guy who has a direct connection to God, he doesn't say to Jethro, well, you know what, I, me and God are okay. I, I talk to God all the time, and he's never brought this up. No, instead, he reasons with Jethro he hears from Jethro, and he, he corrects his ways. Think about how Moses must have felt being corrected by his father-in-law. It just, that it blows me away, but that is the mark of someone who has experienced the presence of God. That is a mark of someone who is walking closely with God. No doubt Moses is walking closely with God. Just read the next chapter. The whole next chapter is a conversation between God and Moses about Moses delivering the word of God to the people. Moses is the conduit through which God will deliver his message to his people. And yet Moses doesn't defensively say, what do you know about leading people, Jethro? He says, you know what? You got a good point. This is burdensome. This is going to burn me out. On the other side of this, think through Jethro's eyes for a minute. Criticism can certainly, can absolutely be um, hard to deliver in the right way. What is it about Jethro's criticism of Moses here that, that we can see positively? Well, I think it's Jethro 
loves and cares for Moses and delivers this criticism to help him and to help God's people. We didn't read this part, but just before the verses that we um, started reading, uh, it says in verse 9 of chapter 18, Jethro rejoiced over all the good things the Lord had done for Israel when he rescued them from the power of the Egyptians. Verse 10 Jethro says, Blessed be the Lord who rescued you from the power of Egypt, from the power of Pharaoh. He has rescued the people from under the power of Egypt. Now I know the Lord is greater than all gods. Think about that. The first thing Jethro says is not, you're doing it wrong. The first thing Jethro does with with Moses when he comes visit is to celebrate all that God is doing through Moses. And that, that shows us Jethro's heart. And it gives us a good pattern for the way that we should think about um, correcting and helping one another. Um, If you are not noticing and celebrating the work of God in someone's life, it's probably not best. It's probably not best that that the first time you say something to them is criticizing where they're not getting it wrong. Are you celebrating the work of God in some someone's life? Then, then perhaps it's a good principle to say now is a time that I can also bring up issues that are hurting them and and hurting other people. Again, it's a general rule of wisdom. It is not the law of God. Uh, But I think it's important to see here, number one, and and for us to pray that, that God would do this to our character, number one, that he would make us like Moses. So in the presence of our Father, so in the presence of God, that we don't receive critique as a personal attack. We receive it as someone loves me and wants better for me and better for the people of God. And like Jethro, if we're the ones giving the critique, that we give critique out of a spirit of celebration for the work that God is doing, not out of a, um, I know it all and you don't, and I need to let you know what I know. And so let's pray in that direction today, City Church, as we um, prepare to move into another weekend where we'll gather for worship. And maybe you'll see people at your house. Maybe you'll see people here in our building or wherever you're listening from. Maybe this weekend there'll be some reconnection with people. And you can spend that time both opening your ears to critique and also sowing seeds of celebration into people's lives. Celebrate the work that God is doing by speaking out loud. Or you can make up a song about it like Moses does. All right, let's pray. Our Father, first draw us near to you. First call us into your presence first show us your face first reveal to us your glory first establish our relationship with you first remind us that we are fully known and loved by you and now father open our ears to hear the benevolent critique that may be coming our way. Open our ears to hear the people that love us calling us to a better way. In humility, let us listen. And now, Father, out of 
the love that we have for you and the love that you have shown to us. Let us gently and carefully, with great celebration, noticing your work in another person's life, let us also be willing to help our brothers and sisters out by pointing out to them where they are moving into burnout, where they are going to harm themselves and harm others. But God, give us lips to speak that in grace and in love, saturated with a heart that celebrates that person winning, not that person losing. A heart that celebrates your work in them. We cannot do that without your Holy Spirit. We have not your Holy Spirit without your shed blood. And we have not the shed blood of Christ without the deep love of a Father that sends him. And so we thank you, Father, Son, and Spirit. Amen. City Church, go and multiply the gospel. <laughs>